On this week's episode of Schools of Thought, I interview Ashley Schooley, a second-year FCS teacher at the current school that I work at. She talks to us about her first year teaching, how her views have changed, the challenges and struggles she faced, and some tips and advice for new and incoming teachers. Hope you enjoy. With me today, I've got Ashley Schooley, our seventh grade FCS teacher. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Ashley. So not just seventh grade. Oh, yeah, that's I true. Also, yeah. You see everybody. So, yeah, fifth and sixth is more health because I have my health endorsement. Seventh, eighth is the family consumer science factor. Um, second year teaching. I've worked with kids for a long time. I worked at Boys and Girls Club for mm-hmm. three years. In the Des Moines Public School District, so that's kind of how I succeed here at Woodside because I've already dealt with mm-hmm. way worse. And are you from behaviors. the? Are you from the Des Moines area then? No, I'm from Ottumwa, okay. Iowa, which I get a lot of grief about because why? Wait, I guess we're bad there. So, They're like, well, if you can deal with Ottumwa and you can deal with Des Moines Public Schools, you can deal with Woodside. I get that all the time. All the time. Yeah, you can take on the world. Yep. Good old Ottumwa. Well, I've only got a few questions for you today, so. The first question I would ask would be um, thinking about, and you're in your second year of teaching, so describe how maybe your mindset um, as a teacher has changed from day one or even from your first year to year two, how your mindset as an educator has changed. I wouldn't say that it's changed that much. I would say it more challenges other teachers. I just feel like children's needs come first even before my content Mm -hmm. even though my content's about children's needs but I don't know safe space is definitely my biggest thing I take way more time on like getting to know me and getting to know like my expectations more than I do like content within the first like two weeks Mm -hmm. so literally just like this is your safe zone just know that I've been through most of the things that you've been through and I feel like that's always been the same I mean content takes Kind of a step back compared to all of the culture stuff. And how do you find that has a positive impact on your students doing that work up front versus retroactively after things have happened with your kids? Um, I've seen other teachers, even veteran teachers, who don't create those relationships. And honestly, the kids just don't listen to them. They really have to build that relationship first. So, I mean, I tell a kid, like, just, hey, like I've talked to your mom, I know your mom, I know she doesn't deal with this, and then kind of just puts them into gear. I feel mm-hmm. like it's definitely worth it to do all that up front. Mm-hmm. And students won't care about what you teach them if they don't know that they, that you care about them. Right. Ultimately. I'm yeah. finding that too as a first year teacher. If you don't put forth that extra effort in really getting to know a kid, really getting to care about them and showing them that every single day and not doing it in a way that's like shallow or sort of mm-hmm. like a checkbox, like, oh, what are your interests? Like yeah. type of inventory type stuff. That makes so much more of a difference in terms of behavior that I'm finding. So I, right. And I mean, boat. yeah, can't really teach content <clears throat> until you have that relationship mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah. Um, thinking more broadly besides mindset, maybe how have you grown from your first day in the classroom to now year two? I mean, oh. I'm sure there's, Tons of ways you can talk about it, but what stands out to you? 
being organized, my, like, even my eighth graders last year at the end, they're like, wow, schoolie, like, you've actually, like, kind of got your life together. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I don't just have papers everywhere. It just makes my life easier, especially if the kids know the organization, because then they can help me clean up. Um, other than that, I feel like I might have done too much for them last year. Mm. I was more like uh, giving them a helping hand too much. And I think this year I've created more things that are rigorous, mm-hmm. made them more independent, which is hard, especially in middle school. They want to be independent, but they need to know that they're doing the right thing all the time. Mm-hmm. So I think that's been a big difference. So you're finding that almost letting them do more of the work. Because I feel like I have, the sa- I have a similar mindset as a teacher right now where I, my instinct is to try and help like right away. Like, let me help you. I want to answer yeah. that for you. Like, or I want to help you get there as quickly as possible versus letting them sort of grapple with things. I'm, that's really hard for me to do right now. So, or even materials. I'm yeah. Like, here's a pencil. I'm like, no, mm-hmm. you know where my writing utensils are. You know that there's always one there. Get up, go get it. Instead of me like grabbing things for them. And being consistent in that. And especially since for your classes, you're not just handling, not just pencils, like sewing machines like all kinds of different materials that I'm, I don't even know what you have yeah but how do you um, go about facilitating all that I label make everything all of my drawers and stuff just I literally have the label maker down there right now because I need to relabel a bunch of things but I think that makes them more independent and then if you put in the work ahead like I've done like a huge google form and it's almost a whole unit mm-hmm. where the kids can do things on their own and then I can do all the differentiation and doing all the different groupings. So I think that the, you know, three and a half hours that it took me to make it, now that it's my second semester Mm -hmm. doing it for this year, it's, I mean, paid off a ton. It's gone from like a four-week unit to like a two-week unit. All that front-loading is super important. That's something that I'm learning as well is you cannot wait. Yeah, you have to do all that work, and it kind of stinks to have to do it all up front. But the rewards you get from it and the time you save later is well and all up front for i'm gonna have five different preps yeah and i only get one planning time yeah so that's definitely gonna be hard going from four to five so there even the time matters even more yeah. for me i've just got the one prep so i have an easy job compared to what you've got yeah I mean, five preps is incredible so um thinking about maybe start with year one versus year two what was the biggest challenge for you coming in? Obviously, being a first-year teacher has its own challenges, but for you, right? what would that be? I think the biggest thing is I look very young, so I definitely had to like make a name for myself. A lot of people thought that I would just, that I just let kids do what they want, and that's why they liked me until I came in and saw like how great my classroom management is. So, I mean, again, it's just building those relationships keeping up on expectations that was really hard the first year like I had to have talks with kids about like how I'm their teacher they can't talk to me a certain way even like more of like sexual content like I Mm -hmm. had to sit down with a few boys and parents and you know other administration to talk about how like you can't call me certain things you can't like make kissing noises at me and I think that one was a really big deal like I was almost afraid I was gonna get in trouble the first year for their comments Mm -hmm. so I was kind of scared to like talk up to it and then even with other teachers just 
they all thought that I was just a pushover. So just making those, just making a name for myself mm -hmm. was probably the biggest thing. Because they thing. thought you were fun or that's, that's why they thought you were a pushover? Well, because, yeah, because the kids like really liked me. And so they're like, well, she just lets you do whatever they want. And I'm like, and what did you tell them? Well, we definitely can't do whatever we want. <laughs> that's yeah. the truth. I find that so interesting too because I feel like that when you think about teaching, you don't think about like, oh, you're just going to step in and you're just going to teach your content. But then you don't realize like, oh, that's part of their development is figuring out how to talk to the opposite sex appropriately. Yeah. They have zero boundaries, especially at this age. And so having that clear um, consistent set of expectations, not just for the classroom, but like behavior and how you interact with a human being. Yeah. Like that the, has to yeah, be clear the too. social concepts. Absolutely. And I think I'm starting to learn a lot more about that as well. And like how I expect people to talk to me, you know, I feel like I'm a pretty fun teacher and you know, I don't think I'm a pushover by any means, but right. I definitely feel like I like to have fun with my kids cause that's how I am. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, I'm in the same type of interactions where kids will say something to me where it's like, I'm not, your friend, like I'm nice, but I'm not your friend. Like I'm your teacher still. Yeah. So that's kind of crossing the line. That so was a big one too. trying to navigate that's really difficult. So, mm -hmm. so that was year one. How do you think, or what's the biggest challenge for you now in year two? So, cause first year went so well, I thought I could like take on school even more. And so I've definitely spread myself too thin. Like I did student council this year, I'm doing track and I've done tutoring since October where it started off like an extra two and a half hours after school for a couple months. And then it was like an hour after school and with all the meetings that come with like their IEPs and tutoring. So I was working like 11 hour days on top of like, like with my grading, with the tutoring, with the extra academics. And I feel like it's May right now because mm -hmm. I've just spread myself too thin. I think I'm definitely gonna learn from that for next year. Just the burnout of the time. And it's not like you don't want to do those things because they're all super productive things and super necessary, but now you're starting to find the time is like, where's your extra, where's your life, you know? Right, you gotta, yeah. And, and for me, like my schedule's not anywhere near busy as like that, but like going home and like, okay, I'm gonna cook a meal. All right, that's gonna take like half an hour to an hour. And then I gotta think about the grading and then the emails and then everything stacks up. So adding all that stuff on, you just your time is so shortened. So what do you feel like you're going to do to help out with that scheduling then? Um, or just kind of power through for the year and then see kind of how it goes? Power through for the year. Yeah. So I actually had to stop tutoring. I was like, hey, I need a couple weeks off before track starts. Like mm -hmm. the student that I'm tutoring has to go to someone else because I can't do it anymore. And that was really hard for me, especially because the relationship that I built with that student and his family, like his whole family. Mm -hmm. I know all of them. Like... I've gone to like their family restaurants on Sundays and stuff. And so stepping back from that, I think it took a lot out of me. Even just being a part of the tutoring took a lot out of me. So I think next year I won't do tutoring and I'll just stick with student council and track and I'll probably feel a lot better. Gosh, I feel like I could do, like we could do a whole episode on just how teachers feel emotionally connected to every single one of their students and why it's so difficult to take that time for yourself. Like I, I can yeah. see it right now. Like you, you feel really so connected is. to them that it's so hard for you to step back because you're so invested in mm -hmm. them. And like, and the student that I have, 
like he's burnt most of his bridges with his other teachers and mm-hmm. they didn't think they could find anyone and as soon as I saw like his name come up I was like I have to be here for them like I didn't even want to do it I didn't even know it got paid until after I started and I just knew that that student needed me so that's why I did it that's amazing <sighs> okay last question thinking about your two years, almost two years of educational experience, teaching experience, I shouldn't just say educational, teaching experience now, what would be a piece of advice, piece of advice that you would give to a first year educator or even just an educator in general? You gotta find the little things. And I know a lot of people say that, but even just the smiley face that the kid like puts by like your name or the picture that they printed out, or I've had a meme just emailed to me because the student thought that I would think that it's funny. It's just those. Like I actually have a bookshelf at home of all the things that kids have made me from like pottery work to literally just like a little post-it note. And if I have a bad day, I literally just go through them. I think that's one of the best things to do that and just don't spread yourself too thin. Mm -hmm. Take time for yourself. Yeah. Taking the little things for sure, even because a student sent me like a baby Yoda meme or something when it was mm-hmm. going viral. And just, that one email just made my day. And so absolutely agree. I'm finding that too. Just the little things to let you know that you're doing the right thing, that you're doing a good job. Yeah. It's a thankless job and you're not getting like, I'm finding that there's no sort of like check-in or even like a like a checkpoint, like how well am I doing? Like it's all reflective kind of on you yeah. until you get evaluated and that's, you know, more formal and that's not really your day-to-day stuff. Yeah, <laughs> a lot more stressful. And that's not really like every single day where you're going through it and you're trying to figure out, man, like how do I solve this problem? Or man, this day really stinks right now. What can I do to make it better? It's all on you. Yeah. And especially with you being the only FCS teacher, you're kind of your own department. Yeah. And so you are the one that's reflecting all the time and holding yourself to whatever it is that you need to hold yourself to mm-hmm. with no other sort of outside yeah. influence. That's hard. Yeah. Because even like we get lumped with related arts. Mm-hmm. And again, I think it's all probably should just be called electives, but we do not teach the same thing. We're always grouped together for cluster, for any professional development and none of us teach the same thing so it's kind of silly yeah it's just we're all the teachers that don't have any other sort of relating point like i at least have eighth and sixth grade and fifth grade science right but like for related arts it's just kind of a mumbo jumbo of subjects and content so that's really hard even for me just finding out like i'm the only seventh grade science teacher teaching these standards this topic that's hard by itself because I don't have anyone to bounce ideas off of. I at least have content people that I can talk yeah. to versus you where you've got, you're kind of on an island, which yeah. is hard. I've done a good job about networking just for myself. I went to a lot of the Des Moines Public Schools um, professional developments and I got a lot of their materials and I'm on a like nationwide FCS page. And then I actually went to high school with a girl and then we went to college together and now we're both middle school FCS teachers. So every single day I'm like, how did this lesson go? Cause mine went terrible. And then we can just talk about like what went wrong and what we can do to fix it. That's nice. Absolutely. To have at least one person that knows what's yeah. happening. Yeah. Like 
have someone that understands exactly what I'm going through. That's how it's literally the same thing for, for me. I went to college with a guy who teaches up in the Veda now, um, but he's a seventh grade science teacher. And so it's like, oh, you know exactly what yeah. I'm experiencing right now. Not just like the teacher life. That's one thing. People, that, Other people that aren't teachers, I'm sure you found this, like don't get it necessarily. Yeah. Not any hate to the empathy that they try to give us, but to have someone that you can talk to professionally that understands the day in, day out, what is the grind of, you know, FCSS, FCS like, that's Yeah, be I mean, I've gotten a lot of people that are like, oh, well, if I was a teacher, I'd be an FCS teacher because that's just the fun stuff. I'm like, all the back work that goes into it and I do like two hours worth of grocery shopping a week that I don't get paid for and making sure that I have everything set up for all the projects, like, it's definitely not the easiest. I don't think any... Mm-mm. any subjects the easiest but it's just annoying when people say that yeah there's definitely like a misperception of what the job actually is versus like what people think it that is and I've had teachers even here say like well how are they feeling in your class it's so easy and I'm like you don't you've never even stepped foot into my classroom like mm-hmm. please don't say that yeah. it's not just the easiest I don't just give them whatever points mm-hmm. but that's what a lot of people think and that could be a whole other episode too of like the politics yeah. of, of teaching. I'm trying to figure out how to navigate the waters too as a first year teacher of who do I get to know? Who do I not get to know? Who do I listen to? So fun fact, like the very first week that I was here, I like made cookies and I made sure to give them to our janitors and our secretary and just like a few of the people that were like closer around my classroom just because those are the people that you want like on your side especially janitors and secretary. Yeah. They're the backbone of the school. Absolutely. They do so many things that make the school work, and if you don't appreciate them, then... Right. If I forget copies, I never send the kids to get the copies without, like, a piece of candy. Mm-hmm. Just because that's not their job to get us copies. Yeah, they're not meant to be a minion. Like, it's nice to, that they would help, right. but showing that extra appreciation for all that extra help that you're getting Yeah. goes far. Any other pieces of advice? I don't think so. (laughs) I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you for your time. Of course. Thank you, Ashley, for the wonderful conversation and your insights and thoughts. And thank you all listeners for joining us this week on Schools of Thought. I know spring break is coming up for a lot of educators around the world. So please take it in, rest and relax. And after spring break, get ready to bring your best to the classroom. Thanks.